you are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, the Cardinals did something that uh, is pretty difficult to do. They chargered more than the Chargers did. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. Listen, uh, Cardinals fall to 4-8. and eight. It's going to be a fun week and a half. And not fun that it's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be an interesting what is going to happen week and a half. Uh, by week coming up, 4-8. and eight, Defeat ripped from the jaws of victory. And I <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen. Today's episode of Locked on Cardinals is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players who have scored more or less in their prize picks projection. You go up to 10 times your cheese on your entry. First time users can 100, get 100% into deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Cardinals lose. Um, in a fashion that we haven't seen before. So add it to your bingo card for next week. Not everything was bad today. Um, there were some great takeaways on offense and on defense that we'll discuss. How the Cardinals lost this game was something that we'd seen before, though. Not like the actual fashion of losing on a two-point conversion at the end of a game where they were the better team on the field for 75% of it. Two minutes and 28 seconds. Have the ball. Inside the 10, sure. Can't even get to the two-minute warning without having to punt first. Give the ball back to Justin Herbert on the Cardinals' 40 after a nice punt return and a penalty by the Cardinals and march down the field because their offense is good. Score a touchdown, go for two because Brandon Staley's a maniac, and that's it. I'm not even looking at the last, you know, 16 or 12 seconds. You know, that stuff happens. It gets weird. That stuff happens. But three straight three and outs in the fourth quarter by the offense. That's the story. It's not all on Cliff. Kyler Murray, you know, didn't look great in the fourth quarter. After that, once again, talked about this at halftime. Long sustained drives that we see once in a while. And it's like, wow. Obviously, this offense is capable of that. So what's the disconnect when it doesn't happen? What's the disconnect when it only happens once or twice a game? What's the disconnect between the two? Why is there such a large valley between just a normal high-powered offense looking like a normal high-powered offense? What's the difference? What's the disconnect? And continuously through four years almost, we're still asking the same questions. Why is this not working with more sustainability? Why are there so many lost possessions? Why are there so many bad play calls in the middle of a positive series for the offense? 
Why are these things still happening? And there's a couple constants that are still here. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, okay? So, Kyler Murray takes some of the blame. He's the quarterback. He's the one calling the plays at your, he's the one hiking the ball, okay? I get that. I'm aware of that. I know that. He's still a work in progress. He's still a young quarterback. Yes, he should be further along in week four or in week 11 of week or week 12 of year four than he is. Okay, sure. Absolutely. I sign off on that. And I'm still in the camp. And I'll admit when I'm wrong, I give Cliff credit when he has good play drives. There just haven't been very many this year. Compared to how many offensive series there have been, there haven't been very many. Wow, that was a masterful series by the offense. There haven't been that many. We saw one in the second half. But let's be clear. Cliff Kingsbury is failing Kyler Murray and failing this offense and still is. So nobody's absolutely to blame here. Nobody's absolutely at fault here. And I want you to listen. And the head coach takes the blame for everything. That's what the head coach's job is. Because when win losses are the, you know, are, are the are the measuring stick, it's on the head coach. That's who gets the praise. That's who gets the blame. How many times was it Tom Brady's fault in New England? When they lose, it's on Belichick. That's what people remember. There are plays, there are flashball plays, there are bad interceptions thrown, and there are fizzled drives. But this absolute outlook on why there were issues and why the Cardinals are four and eight, aside from injury. It's just not. There's no absolute fault here. And the head coach, it comes with the territory, especially one who only coaches one side of the ball. This isn't a mayor head coach who doesn't call plays, who isn't an offensive or defensive coordinator, who's just the head coach, who is in charge of everything, who dabbles in everything. Sure, head coaches have their strengths, but who dabbles in everything and has absolute leadership over a team. That's not what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with someone who is the head coach of a team and doesn't know jack about the defensive side of the ball. So we're not talking about a head coach who oversees everything. So when the offense sputters and the offense doesn't move like the move like the well-engine machine that it should, you look at the head coach who's only responsible for that side of the ball. That's why it's frustrating. And that's why we look at this situation a little bit differently, give him a little bit more of the blame pie, because yeah, he's the head coach and he wears that stupid hat at practice and stuff, but 
He's only responsible for one side of the ball. And that side of the ball isn't getting it done. So, as we go into the second segment and talk about some positive that's happened today, I will reiterate what I just discussed. When you have a head coach who's responsible for one side of the ball, and that side of the ball isn't what it's supposed to be, there's more weight in that because there's no offensive coordinator. He is the offensive coordinator who happens to be the head coach. And the head coach is supposed, 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 supposed to elevate his quarterback and his players. And to this day, from day one to now, Cliff Kingsbury is only as good as his talent plays. Not only as good as he elevates them to play. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. There were some positives on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. I'm going to discuss both of them. I promise. Okay. I'm going to do it. I had to, I had to wait five minutes before recording this because I all, I didn't, I couldn't comprehend what I watched. Okay. This episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Block Forever now, wherever you get your podcast. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former all, all NFL, former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil in Audible. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level. He gives you, he gives you know football fans an insider's look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. You'll hear Christian McCaffrey talk about his love-hate relationship with fantasy football and Juju Smith-Schuster give his most honest opinions on other players and positions in the league. New episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday Night Football. Ryan and guests discuss topics like player psyche, sports betting, players through pay, playing through pain, being a leader, and how to deal with combative teammates. Here's nothing. Here nothing is out of bounds. Okay, available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcast. Catch the full Block for Every series available anywhere you get your podcast. Available everywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. So the Cardinals lose. Okay. Um, but they did play pretty well. And that's the frustrating part. Minnesota, they played well. And lost. Chargers game, turnovers, played well, turnovers, lost. Offense sputtered in the fourth quarter. But there were positives, okay? So let's talk defensively first. Positives. Marco Wilson is continuing to get better. It's not perfect yet, but he's continuing to get better. In year three, he should pop, okay? And that's something that's important because Steve Kime moved up Drafted him in the fourth round a couple of years, or, you know, last year. And he's emerged as a guy. He's a guy. Okay. He's a guy that plays almost every snap. And he's a guy that shows flashes of what could potentially be as a corner with the Cardinals. Okay. Number one. Number two, J.J. Watt, when he's healthy, he lives up to it. You know, them, I know he and Chandler Jones didn't don't play the same position, but like, 
when when Chandler Jones leaves and JJ Watt's still there and he's been healthy this year, you know, he had a sack early on in this game. He's still being accounted for by opposing defenses or opposing offenses. And he's still, you know, he's a leader of this team. It's good to see. But more importantly, I, I that was the appetizer of this. Zach Allen needs a contract. So now we're looking at next year, Byron Murphy and Zach Allen both need extensions. Because Zach Allen had really, and just another guy, through the first couple of years of his career, when he was healthy, he showed flashes that of what he could be. And now he's really stepping up as a guy who's just putting up massive numbers compared to what he was. And those are things drafted by Steve Kime. Those are things that are going to be necessary for the Cardinals to substantiate themselves on defense. And Zach Allen has played very well this year. The pass rush showed up a little bit more, even though Marcus Golden and Dennis Gardeck are nowhere to be found, which was something that we discussed this offseason, where, you know, they didn't really add any real edge rush help aside from drafting Cam Thomas and MyJ Sanders. And, you know, Cam Thomas had another sack today. But the little things on defense, like Marco Wilson with a big pass deflection, Marco Wilson not getting absolutely roasted on defense. I mean, Keenan Allen's just really good. You know, Antonio Hamilton got beat up today. Um, but, you know, Zach Allen looked good. He looked good. He looks like he should be a cargo for a long time. And I talked about this with, you know, Benjamin when he got cut. And, you know, we still don't know what was said. That's not the point. The point of what, what I meant with that was there are very few Arizona Cardinals that are big-time difference makers on this team. Arizona Cardinals, meaning players drafted by this team, who grew up with this team, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, you know, Byron Murphy now, after really emerging this year, even though he's been missed the last couple of weeks, Zach Allen's another guy, drafted third round out of Boston College a handful of years ago, and the dude's balling out. He's playing really well. And to be able to have that foundation of Arizona Cardinals players on this roster, to be able to build this identity that's forever in flux with, with how many free agents are coming in and high-impact positions, that's a good thing for the Cardinals. And again, Zach Allen today looked good. Okay, he looked good. And those are positives. Isaiah Simmons, another sack. Uh, I saw, I think on Twitter, I saw that that um, Isaiah Simmons is the highest rated pass rusher by the Arizona Cardinals, according to Pro Football Focus. So I know it's he's used sparingly, so his numbers are a little bit more potent. But it's... <sighs> It's just frustrating what we watched. It's just frustrating. And the defense gave up a big, big broken play touchdown to Devontae Carter earlier in the game. And that drive down, it was almost like, oh, man, they're going to score, aren't they? And they're going to go for two, aren't they? It's kind of one of those. I mean, you can't stop Austin Eckler all game. You can't stop him all game. If you give them another chance, 40 yards in a minute 58, it's like that's that's – child's play that's kids play they do that in their sleep so i know a couple of the positives were leveraged from the fact that the offensive line by the of the chargers is ravished i mean it's everybody's hurt everybody's hurt on that offensive line aside from zion johnson the apple of my eye going into the draft um he played the whole game 
he's a champion. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to have a lot of uncomfortable conversations. I talk about that a lot on the show. We're going to have a lot of uncomfortable conversations going into tomorrow through the next 10 or 12 days. I don't know if, so, I don't know if this is going to be the straw. I don't know. Um, but some young players were playing really well today. And I think it kills, still call Zach Allen a young player. Him and Marco Wilson played pretty well on the defensive side of the ball. Zayvon Collins almost had a pick, which would have ended up being pretty massive. Um, just couldn't get it done. And the defense gave him 25 points. Solid gave up 40. Um, the short field at the end was it was tough with a, with a defense that was gassed in the second half. A couple offensive players, a couple offensive just themes that are positive takeaways. Um, I'll talk about them. Sorry. I like doing these live ones. Like you see kind of my real emotion with this stuff. Cause it's like, we just watched it. It's frustrating to see a team that played like, Oh, you know what? They're going to get a solid win at home. They're going to get a solid win at home, go into the bye week five and seven could be worse. But they played well enough for most of this game to get a win. And they were – I mean, you can't turn the ball over twice and expect to win football games. It didn't. It doesn't necessarily look like it at the time. And I know that the interception by Kyler Murray was going to be turnover on downs anyways. But you just can't. You just can't expect to win if you turn the ball over as much as the Cardinals have done in games that they should have won. You just can't. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Offensive positives I will talk about next. Today's episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, Go to prizepix.com or download the PrizePix app. You pick two to five players, and if they'll score more or less than their PrizePix projections, you can win up to 10 times your cheese on any entry. No competing against other players. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix uh, offers project uh, project projections on any sport, NFL, NBA, MLB wins in season, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, WNBA, etc. Currently operational in 30 states and Canada. Download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code LOCKEDON. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Locked on Cardinals. Um, Alex Clancy here. Thanks for hanging out live on YouTube. Um, Cardinals lose. This is a gut punch. This was a gut punch. This seemed to be the final nail in the proverbial coffin for 2022 for them making the playoffs. And if you go back, and, and, and I'll do this during the bye week, I'm going to go back game by game and kind of talk about how we got here. Because the Cardinals very well could have been flipped record-wise. Maybe not eight and four. Okay. Very possibly seven and six, which would have been, which would have put them towards the top of the NFC West. Sorry, seven and five. Which very well would have put them towards the top of the NFC West. But you know, when Kyler misses a couple games and 
Hopkins is out for the first six weeks, and Hollywood Brown gets hurt right as DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Uh, Rondell Moore gets hurt. They could have used him today. Offensive, Ronnie Hudson's out. DJ Humphreys is out. Justin Pugh's out. Will Hernandez is out. Like, it's just I, – I, I go back and forth on thinking, you know, am I being too harsh? Do you just succumb to the injury excuse? And I can't. I, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. Um, Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the same field looks effing awesome. Like I'm still <laughs> the conversations we're gonna have to have this offseason are gonna suck. Like they're gonna be fun because it's gonna be a positive no matter what. But it's like DeAndre Hopkins, they're gonna give had to have to give him some more money. Chances of Hollywood Brown, and I don't know this, but just a brief reminder, Hollywood Brown is the same agent as AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, and DK Metcalf, none of whom played out their full rookie scale contract before getting a contract extension. So I'm assuming he's going to want that also by the end of, at the end of the year. So that's two. Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, that's four. Free agents. You're going to probably have to sign a center. A couple offensive linemen. Yikes. It's going to be difficult. I mean, Marcus, I think Marcus Golden got an extent. Like, it, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be scary, and it's going to be exciting. And it's going to be what the H is going to happen. That's the option because there's going to be a lot of people that need to get paid. But for now, you look at Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the same field. It's like, it's magic. What could have been if they would have been on the field since week one? And I hope, above all hopes, that this isn't a what could have been situation. Because one of my biggest fears here on Locked on Cardinals was that once they got on the same field at the same time that they wouldn't be playing meaningful games together and they you wouldn't see the impact of what it would look like for a full season with both these guys on the same field and i really hope that the cardinals find a way to get both of these guys wearing cardinals uniforms next year now i don't know maybe hollywood brown does exercise his fifth, his fifth year option and take the 13 mil or so and then elongate it or maybe DeAndre Hopkins will will restructure and 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 he you know like if he can add some dummy years I mean I know I, I believe uh JJ Watts got a, a couple void years to make his contract palatable up till this point and DeAndre Hopkins is going to have to be the same kind of thing like they're going to have to kick the can down the road uh I really hope that they both do because Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the same field is just magic and then imagine adding Rondell Moore and Greg Dortch. Like, it, it's never ending. James Conner looked good today. That's another one. This offensive line isn't, you know, healthy. And James Conner looked good. I know it was against the 30th-ranked rush defense. I know that. But James Conner looked healthy. And that's good. Kyler Murray in the run game looked good. He looked healthy. So these things that were supposed to ride the Cardinals to a win tonight it doesn't change the fact that when there was the positives out there that they didn't exist. And we did see some positives from the offense. And that's why, again, it's so frustrating. I'll tell you what though, Trey McBride doesn't look like he belongs in the NFL yet. They're using him as a blocker the majority of the time. He can't hang on to the ball. He had two drops today, one of which he got absolutely smacked after. So you don't you take that one away. And it's not just like a, a, a wide open drop. The other, I mean, the other, 
uh, crossing on the right side of the field, 100% should have caught and he dropped it. Supposed to be the best tight end coming out of college. I don't know what the disconnect is there. Maybe the lack of reps. I have no idea. But overall, as I wrap up this kind of sad podcast, after what we thought here was going to be a, a triumphant step in the right direction before the bye week, Three three and outs in a row when the Cardinals could have salted this game away. The Cardinals had multiple chances to take control of this game, and they didn't. And that's on the offense. It's not absolutely on Cliff Kingsbury. It's not absolutely on Kyler Murray. But Cliff Kingsbury continues to show who he is in the biggest moments, and it's never a positive thing for the Arizona Cardinals. Alex Lindsay, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you on Tuesday.